Hello and welcome to our second message in this series we have called Come Let Us Worship. In our first lesson, we talked about the wonder of worship and we gave some definitions about what worship is and how that applies to our lives. In our second message, I've called Glorious Is Your Name. And we will be looking at the names of God, what they mean, and how we can apply that to our lives. Names are very important things to us. Names tell us a lot about ourselves, often. Names identify us. Names often evoke certain responses in us. If we think of famous people, such as famous presidents, George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, or more recent, Richard Nixon, Barack Obama, our current president, Donald Trump. Each of these names often evoke a certain type of response because of what we associate with those people and with those names. Other names, such as uh, maybe Billy Graham or Mother Teresa or those in missions, William Carey, we associate certain things with those names and there's a certain response to that. Or maybe other famous people in football, Tom Brady, or for you Nebraskans, Tom Osborne. These evoke certain thoughts or feelings about these people because something is identified with their names. Family members, certain names of our family members stir up within us sometimes really good feelings because of we love them. Or maybe they stir up uh, negative emotions because of maybe conflict that we have. Names are very important, and they also identify things within us. Our personal names mean a lot to us. We want people to call us, call us by our names. We like it when people remember our names and call us by that name. We get upset if people remember our name or if they call us a different name or maybe make fun of our name. Names are important to each and every one of us. So what do you think about when you think of the name of God? What is God's name? Many of us just say God. But there's a lot of different types of deity figures that are associated with just the generic term God. What is God's name in the Bible? Well, actually, there's quite a few names or titles associated with God throughout the Bible, and we're going to take a look at some of those names that we find in the Bible. The first name we'll look at of God in the Old Testament is the name El, just simply pronounced or spelled E-L. El was a name for God. It was used by various religious groups to refer to their gods. It's more of a generic name, kind of like the English word God is kind of generic in a sense to all types of gods. And El was somewhat uh, generic, although it was used by the people of Israel in the Old Testament. The word Elohim is the plural form of El and is used quite often in the Old Testament to refer to the God of the Old Testament. It refers to God who is the one and only God and the mighty creator God. The singular form El is often used in conjunction with other words to speak of God's character or his attributes. And so we'll look at a couple of those names that help us to understand uh, 
the meaning of these phrases and how they were used in the Old Testament to speak of God. The first one is El Roy or El Roy. And this is a name that was used by Hagar when she had fled from Abraham and was in the desert and prayed to God and God spoke to her and she called him El Roy, the God who sees me. In other words, it's a name for God that we recognize that God sees us where we are in our circumstance and situation. There's El Shaddai, which most of you are probably more familiar with. Maybe you remember the, the song back in the 70s, El Shaddai. It basically means God Almighty and refers to his great and mighty power, a term we might use today when we think of how great God is and we call him God Almighty, El Shaddai. El Elyon is God Most High, refers to his highest exalted position above all things, above all people, above all creation. He is God Most High. And El Elam is the everlasting God, the eternal God who exists from for all time. And these terms of Elohim or El were used throughout the Old Testament to speak of God and describe a bit of his character and his nature. Another word we find in the Old Testament is the word Adonai. And Adonai means Lord or Master. It was used as a term of respect. Like in, in the world today, sometimes people in royalty are called Lord so-and-so, it's a title of respect or a title that could have been used that way. It also could be used to mean master, like uh, what, you would, what a slave would call his master. And so it was kind of used in both of those terms, and probably both, in a sense, are used in reference to God. It's someone who we exalt and we respect, but it's also some, someone who we recognize is Lord or master or ruler over all things. But then we come to the actual name of God. These are more titles of God or representations, but there is a word in the Old Testament that is God's name. It's represented in the Old Testament in the Hebrew by four consonants, Y-H-W-H, is the way we would write it in English. And the reason we have this, these four letters, these four consonants, is because Hebrew was written only with consonants originally. Later, a group of uh, Hebrew scholars called the Masoretes created a vowel pointing system that tells us where the vowels go. But in the original writing of Hebrew, there it was written only with consonants. Now, people understood it, who understood the language, and they read it. They knew the words, and they knew where the vowels went and knew how to pronounce it. The problem with this name of God is that the Jews, the Hebrews of the Old Testament, believed that God's name was so holy that they would not pronounce the name. And so when they were reading through the scriptures and they came to this name, they would substitute something else, quite often Adonai, or sometimes another word they would substitute for this name, so we have lost the pronunciation over the years. Most Hebrew scholars believe that it is probably pronounced Yahweh, Y-A-H-W-E-H. Uh, you may hear that or read that when you're reading through commentaries or reading 
someone who's talking about the Old Testament, this was God's name. However, in about somewhere in the 16th century, or maybe a little earlier than that, the, the Masoretes decided to, to uh, use a different set of vowels for the name. They used the vowels from the word Adonai, and they came up with Yahowah. Sounds similar to Jehovah. Well, in the matter of time, the letter that we would call a W and had a, a W sound evolved in the Hebrew language to have a V sound. So we get Yehovah, or in Latin, that would be Jehovah. And this is where the name Jehovah comes from. Many people use this in reference to God's name. You hear it in songs and different things like that, uh, Jehovah. But according to all Hebrew scholars, that is probably not the correct pronunciation from all we can tell that the name was pronounced Yahweh, spelled Y-A-H-W-E-H in English. The name Yahweh is derived from the Hebrew verb Hava, or Hayah, which we find in the Old Testament in Exodus chapter 3. This is the story where Moses sees the burning bush. He comes before the bush that is not being consumed by the fire, but is burning. God speaks to him, tells him to take off his shoes, for he stands on holy ground. God begins to call Moses and ask him to be the one to go for him. Moses asks what God's name is or who he is. And in verse 14 of Exodus 3, we read, God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. The word Yahweh is derived from this verb, and it has a meaning that God is the self-existing God. He is the I am of the Old Testament, the God who has, is not dependent on anyone for his, his existence. He is the self-existing God. And the Hebrews and the Jews and the scribes and the Pharisees understood this. So in the New Testament, when Jesus several times used the word I am, and specifically in John chapter 8, when he says, before Abraham was, I am, the Jews understood that Jesus was identifying himself with Yahweh, the God of the Old Testament, and that's why they took up stones to stone him. But this is where God's name comes from. This is what Yahweh means. It means God, the self-existing God, who is not dependent on anyone else for his existence. When God's name is translated in the Old Testament, most often it is translated with a, a capital L, O, capital O, capital R, capital D, sometimes with the O-R-D capitalized but a smaller font. But it's all caps, and that's usually how the Old Testament English translations write the name God. Now, L with a lowercase o-r-d is usually the translation of Adonai. Now, to understand how your translation, uh, particular translation, translates these names, you can go to the front of your Bible. Usually there's a description of how this particular translation translates that name. So when you read the Bible, you see these various names. Now, when 
Ad, uh, when Yahweh is used with Adonai, it may be translated the Lord God, or as in the NIV, the Sovereign Lord, because Yahweh Elohim is sometimes used, and it is the Lord God. If we look at, in the Old Testament, we see Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 and 5, where God is speaking to the nation of Israel. Verse 3, he says, Hear, O Lord, uh, hear, O Israel, and be careful to obey all so that it may go well with you, and you may greatly increase in the land flowing with milk and honey, just as the Lord, the God of your fathers, promised you. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. Now that verse 4 says, The Lord, Yahweh, our God, Elohim, the Lord, Yahweh, is one. Love the Lord, Yahweh, your God, Elohim, with all your heart. You see, both words are used interchangeably in that verse, referring to Elohim, the Almighty Creator God, and Yahweh, God's name. So we look at the name of God, Yahweh, and we find that Yahweh is sometimes used individually, but is also used in conjunction with some other words, again, that give us a description of God's character and what he is like. And we'll go through several of these names that are found throughout different places in the Old Testament and give you some description of these. Now, again, some people prefer to use the term Jehovah, but for this teaching, we're going to use the name Yahweh. The first one we look at is Yahweh Yireh. You may hear this as Jehovah Jireh, but it's more probably pronounced in Hebrew, Yahweh Yireh, means the Lord will provide. It refers to the Lord who provides our every need. And so when people were trusting in God to provide all their needs, they would speak of him as Yahweh Yireh. Then there's Yahweh Rophi, which means the Lord who heals. He is the God who heals our body and soul. When someone needed healing, they might pray to Yahweh Rophi. Or if their soul was hurt deep within, they would pray to Yahweh Rophi. There's always also Yahweh, Yahweh Nisi, which means the Lord is my banner. A banner or flag was something that flew high over, over a city or particularly was carried with an army into battle. And if the flag was still standing at the end of the battle, it usually meant that was the army that won. And when they returned, when the armies returned back to the city, the banner was flying in evidence of the fact that the army had won. And so the Lord is my banner refers to the powerful God who is able to overcome any foe. Yahweh Roi is the Lord is my shepherd. He's the Lord who is my shepherd, who cares for me, who leads me in the path of righteousness, as we find in uh, Psalm 23. Yahweh Sabaoth, those of you that were with us when we studied Zechariah, this is the word that occurs many times in that book. It means the Lord of hosts. And host here is, pro is referring to the angels of heaven. And it refers to the Lord of the angel armies. 
the Almighty God who directs the armies of heaven. There is Yahweh Tishkune, which is the Lord is righteousness. He is the completely righteous God who restores me or restores us in his righteousness. There is Yahweh Shema. The Lord is there. He is the God who is there. He is the God who is always present. He is the omnipresent God, the God who is there. Yahweh Teshuri is the Lord is my rock. He's strong. He's firm. He's the one in whom I can trust. He is my rock, the rock of my salvation. I can know that my salvation is sure because he is the Lord, my rock. And finally, there is Yahweh Shalom. Most of you are familiar with the term Shalom, which means peace. The Lord is peace. He's the Lord of peace. He is the Lord of my peace. He is the one who gives me peace in the midst of my difficult situations. All these terms, and we went through them quickly. We didn't turn to a lot of passages of Scripture, but we find them throughout the Old Testament, giving us, again, this description or characteristic of God. And from these names, we understand that God is almighty. He is most high. He is above all other things. He's the eternal, everlasting God. But he's also the God who, who, who intervenes into our lives, who protects us, who cares for us, who watches over us, who leads us, who guides us, who's strong enough to protect us, to lead us in righteousness, and to give us peace. So there's this almighty, all-powerful God who has a personal side to intervene in our lives. A few years ago, I was listening to a radio commentator in Colorado, and he was a part of a Christian radio station there, and he was also the sports director, or he gave the reports of sports for the, the Christian radio station. And at that time, there was a, some of you may remember the man Frank Gifford, who was a professional football player and had become an announcer for um, ABC's the Monday Night Football and announced uh, numerous ball games. And this, uh, Frank Gifford was in town in Colorado Springs for some event, and this Young young uh, radio announcer had got an interview with Frank Gifford, and Frank Gifford was his idol, and he looked up to him so much, and he was so excited, he talked about the interview with Frank Gifford, and it was a live interview on the radio. And when he met with Frank Gifford, it was the, when you listened to it, it was one of the most awkward things to, to listen to. The, the young man got so nervous, he couldn't think of questions to ask, he stumbled and he stuttered and the interview didn't last very long. And when it was over, the young man said, wow, I thought I could talk to him. <laughs> in other words, he was so at awe to be in the presence of his hero, his idol, that he, he could barely talk straight when speaking to him. When we think of God and we go through all these names and it seems a bit academic, but if we take time and ponder and think about these names, when we begin to think about the nature of the Almighty God, who He is and what He has done, over time it should stir up some sense of awe that this great Almighty God, who has created all things by the word of His mouth, who is to totally perfect and righteous and holy, 
Yet he has interest in us. He wants us to be with him. He reaches down to mankind, extends his hand, and calls us. This, in some sense, should strike a sense of awe within our hearts that this almighty great God loves us and cares for us. Again, this lesson may have been somewhat academic, and I, I know it's quick. You can um, hopefully listen to this again. Listen to some of these names of God. Take some time and contemplate them. Think upon each and every name uh, and make these names real to you in your life on a daily basis. So I hope that this has been helpful in understanding the names of God in the Old Testament. And um, I would like to end our time with a word of prayer. Father, we thank you that you have revealed yourself to us through your word and through your spirit. We thank you that you have revealed yourself to us uh, in your names, El, Elohim, and Yahweh in the Old Testament. And Lord, when we contemplate your nature, your character, and your glory, we truly are humbled before you. And we ask that we would take time to contemplate these names, understand your greatness and your love for us, and that we would stand it all in who you really are. We love you, Lord. We pray in Jesus' precious name. Amen.